Spawn on Me is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaku, y'all. Yo, what up, everybody? Here, this is the Spawn of Me podcast with Khalif Adams. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope you are washing your hands, washing your butt. I hope you are now into the almost holiday, holiday cheer. We know no matter what holiday you support and which one you celebrate, we hope that you are doing it with friends and family and getting it in and making it happen with everybody you love and care about and all that good stuff right there. Polarin's like, yo, I even wash my legs. Hey. I rocks with it. I understand. Please, everybody, wash your legs, wash your toes, wash wash your friends's. No, don't do that because that's gross. Um, but if you didn't listen to last week's episode, please go rock that out. We had a whole show recapping the Game Awards, which was super, super fun, uh, and a lot of awesomeness within that conversation to be had. So please make sure you go check that out. Subscribe to the show. Get it all in. And make sure that you are having it at the top of your podcasting list because without that, nobody listens to the show and then I can't afford to get haircuts. It's not, it's, it's, I, I just can't afford it. It's, it's expensive out here, especially in Portland with his one black barbershop that corners the market and want to charge you $35 for a baldy. Yo, that's highway robbery out here. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But. We have a fantastic show this week. We have a really great guest. So the conversation around AI art has been sparked across all of the internet. It has been a hot conversation. Um, and one of the things that I love to do is to bring on folks who are knowledgeable, knowledgeable about the space, knowledgeable about the conversation, and also are experts in their field. I think it is great to see the energy that has been bubbling up on Twitter and on social spaces. But... I want to talk to people who are, you know, really digging into this in a in a real way and, and paying attention to it because it's a part of, you know, the workflow or it's a part of the conversations for for the work that they've done in the gaming industry. So there's no one better to do that with than friend of the show, homie extraordinaire. We have Tremel Ray Isaac coming in and from Lithos. He's the VP of art over at Lithos. So excited to have him on rocking with me this week. What the deal be, fam? How's everything, Jamal? How you doing? What's good? Thanks for the intro, man. Appreciate it. Yo, massive massive love to you. It's been way too long since we've had you on the show. Um, But I'm excited to have you back. Excited to have you on with me tonight. Um, You know, First off, you you and your work have been well renowned o- over over the years. You know, you worked at so many different studios, either as kind of head of the art department or one of the main players behind the conversations around art direction at some of those places. Worked on Planet Side, Fallout, uh, Lawbreakers, all these games. You know, uh, Fire Thirteenth. You know, you did some work over uh, with our friends over Ilphonic for a bit too. So all of those things are within your wheelhouse. The the conversation around AI art has been fraught with a lot of feelings. It's been fraught with a lot of information, good information, bad information, information that feels like it's kind of taking the, the forefront of all of the, 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 the chatter that's been happening. How has the conversation been in your world where you are in these spaces talking about this creative format and this creative thing that we all are paying attention to on a daily basis. What have the conversations around AI art been like in your circles? 
Um, I'm going to say it's, it's, it's a lot of concern. Mm. And <clears throat> I might actually even go as far as uh, saying people are fearful of what was to come. Yeah. Um, but to me, it's, it's going to be just another tool, just like any other thing that we've seen in the past. So, like, the, the funny thing is, is that this is nothing new. We've been here before. We've been here before. So the from the the, the the trip from 2D to 3D, done that. From hand key to mocap, done that. And so on and so forth. You know, like making textures by, you know, painting them in Photoshop to substance. Like we did that. Like we've done all these things, but now all of a sudden, like this is threatening. <laughs> but, you know, like even from like going from uh, diff nor spec to making normal maps or PBR, that was problematic for some people. Mm. So, and it took a while to get over that hump. So now we had another hump. Like this is nothing new for for gaming. Like it shouldn't be. We like I said, we've seen this this uh, story play out many many times in the past. The the interesting part about that has been, and even if you want to go even outside of gaming and talk about you know the infusion of technology into creative spaces, we've had this conversation since the still image taking over to the moving picture, right? Like it feels like so many of these moments have come up for creatives over the millennia. And creatives have found ways to get in where they fit in, in reasonable ways. I guess the question is, you know, tools are tools and those are really important because that winds up kind of making the space, you know, faster or maybe even better for the process of getting things done, getting that translation from what is in head to on paper or whatever digital surface you, you make things on. How much of the conversation when you're hearing all your peers talk about this and the attribution layer that is kind of at the foundation of the argument of why AI art is bad, what's the conversation you're hearing in those spaces too about the, we're not getting the credit for the work that we're doing and all of the stuff that we see in that space is basically stolen work? Well, I mean... So, I mean, there's two sides to that, right? There's actually a bunch of different angles, really. Because, I yeah. mean, first and foremost, you let everybody know that I understand. I understand the argument wholeheartedly. Yeah. understand yeah. it. I get it. People are concerned about, like, their styles being taken. Uh, there's already been, like, a couple statements from Mid-Journey and uh, um, what was the other one? Uh, Unza. Diffuse or whatever. Oh, oh Stable Diffusion. Yeah. Stable diffusion that they won't allow people to use those prompts anymore. That's already like something that they're thinking about and already in the in the, the conversation. So I think that's that's a solved problem. But if we're talking about the fact that you're like taking pieces from that's what we do. We've done that from a for a long time. So like again, like when I was talking about earlier, like those transition pieces, like when when we were doing concepts before you know, 20 years ago, people had to hand draw everything. You couldn't take from nobody. So when photo bashing became a thing, oh man, that's cheating. Oh, you shouldn't be using photos. Now it's ubiquitous. Everybody photo bashes. Mm. And then that transferred to everybody using 3D in their concepts. So these people aren't like concept artists aren't building every piece that they use in their concepts. 
Mm. So is that cheating? You know, they're grabbing stuff off Kid Bash 3D. You know, why make a building when it's already made? You yeah. can put it in your, your concepts. I know that I know I work with concept artists that have like libraries full of 3D assets that they can use to throw in their concepts and paint over them and to help the process along. So like when we're talking about AI, like there's no there's really no difference than that. Like if we're talking about like the purest, like okay, we're not even talking about production. We're right. talking about me as an artist putting something on on the screen and saying it's art. Right? I get that. If if a computer did it all, then yeah, you can't really claim that. But I don't think anybody's trying to pass that off as, oh, I did this myself. Because there is a the clear delineation between AI art at this point in time anyway, AI AI art and human drawing art. Right now you can tell the difference. You look at it and you're like, yeah, AI did that. But like it's like like I said, it's just a tool. And I understand why people are upset, like the whole the whole plagiarism thing. And, and you know, I was talking to a colleague of mine today, and he mentioned uh, something that uh, I wasn't really even thinking about. You know, so you talk about like, uh, you know, AI taking somebody's style mm. and then doing a thing in that particular style. That's that's common. That's what we do anyway. So as an artist on a team. The art director or the lead concept artist or whoever sets the pace is the person that says that you need to copy this style in order for this game to be consistent across the board. So your mm. job, the essence of your job is to copy somebody else's style. So like the whole argument about, oh, well, I don't want nobody copying my style. Like, then where are you going to work? Are you working by yourself? Like, how are you going to do anything if you're not have a team that's duplicating what you did a million times over. So like, I, I think the, I think it's misplaced. The, the concern is misplaced because if you look at any other industry that's been so-called affected by innovation and automation, did they just cease to exist? We still got libraries, but you got everything you need on your phone. Why mm-hmm. go to a library? Why do they still exist? You know, the, you know, you got like, all of these things that all of these years that we've been automating and you know making processes easier and all this stuff, and somehow we're below four percent unemployment. What happened to all the jobs that was going to get stolen by all of this automation? It's been that way since the beginning of time. So like, do you want to stay in the in the dark ages? I don't I don't understand. And I can guarantee you this: like, mm. there's not one person on any art team that I ever worked on that was like, "Hey man." Um, Give me the most boring shit, and I want to do that stuff for the rest of the project. Yeah, I want to be the dude that make lamps and tables, <laughs> chairs all fucking day. Like nobody wants that job. Get into the AI, and then you can focus on the cool bits. Like that's all it is. It's just a tool. So like, and then we get into. I'm, I'm kind of going into a bunch of topics. No, no, no. It's, this is good because there's, there's a lot of branching off points and we're getting a lot of questions yeah, yeah. in chat too. So keep going. And then we, then we get into like the, the economics of it, right? So the economics of it. So like when I was a kid, the most expensive game, this was a while ago. Yeah. This was 30, you know, 40 something years ago. The most expensive game was like 50 bucks. Pac-Man came out for Atari 2600, $50, yep. Yep. right? They just raised the price of games right. to $70. 
a year or two ago when the new consoles came out. Right. Well, you got this 40 year stretch, same price point on every game that's come out since forever. They raise the price a little bit and people lose their shit. The cost <laughs> of making games has gone up, what, a thousand fold? Exponentially, yeah. And you got, yeah, it's like fucking $200 million to make a so called decent game. Yeah. So the economics don't work. And so as we get into this, this position where in order to compete, it's an arms race. Yeah, I know that there's, there's, you know, Ilfine did a really good job at making games at, at, a, at a lowest price point. Sure. And I know that there are companies that do that. But when you're talking about you want to be able to compete with the, the Bethesdas and the EAs and the Activision, yeah, you're going to throw some hundreds of millions of dollars into that foray. Mm. So the only way you can compete is to reduce your overhead. And your overhead is the amount of people that you put on it and the amount of time you put into it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now that everybody's working from home, you don't really have to worry about a, like a location. You know, that's saving you some money. You don't have to have this big warehouse that put people in it. People can be at home and they can do the thing. But if you talk about like AI is going to give you a, a the ability to do revs, the ability to do revs when you didn't have the, the ability to do that. Mm. I guess... I guess the and and I want to dip into some of the questions we have in the chat too. If you if you want to delve into to answering some of those, because I think that's also like you have done all of this multiple times over and over again. From looking at young artists' portfolios and giving them information on how to get better and how to get into the space, and also being at the top of the game, you know, making games for for so mo- so many of us. I think the other part of this conversation that I find to be weird is that layer you kind of touched on right where the prevailing energy right now in the space from everyone i see on my timeline who's an artist who's like this is all terrible and it's kind of the weird part about it is also it's being talked about in absolutes right there are no parallel paths to any of this there's no there are very few folks who I've seen who are artists who have been talking about this in a way that speaks to it in the way that you do in terms of it being used as a tool while also being able to find that creative, you know, magic that all artists have to make things that that come out of their brain all the time. The 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 question is, you know, hearing the the energy of the room, do you feel like we're at we're in a kind of sky is falling layer. Do we feel like the justification for all the anger right now is warranted? Like, do you feel like we're at some positioning right now where it is the evolve or die conversation where it's like, you know, two years, y'all get y'all shit together. We're going to have the AI taking all your stuff and doing all the work that you already did and all these kinds of things. Do you feel like we're in that, ecosystem already or is that people who are not they're not tech phobic because they're using tech all around them but they are like this is a feels conversation and i'm not looking at it from a how i can use this kind of conversation what are the conversations you're having in that space i I look at it very pragmatically yeah here's here's the biggest question that i want to ask anybody who's listening to this or who anybody who listens to this later you think they're going to stop? <laughs> right. You think they're going to stop doing this stuff? Right. They're not. 
They're not going to stop no matter how much you complain about it. Okay, so what are your options? Quit? Not for me. I ain't going to do that. Right. You going to give up? You going to stop drawing? No. Why would you do that? There's a marketplace for all things, right? Mm. You know, Serato came out. Don't mean DJs stop fucking DJing. They learn how to work Serato. Right. And then there's still people who work turntables. Yeah. So there's, there's a market for all things. You just got to find the market. So if you don't like fucking with AI, don't fuck with it and deal with whatever comes after that. But the bottom line is AI is not going to stop. Right. It's it's uh, The train is already on the tracks and going 100 miles an hour. They're not going to stop. But it's also, so, but, but here's the other part of that, right? Where, yes, I agree with you in the, because pra- we're very pragmatic. You and I are very pragmatic in the way that we believe about things in the world. The layer that I think is the, 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 common thread that I see is the AI will replace us in certain avenues, right? Which I think there will be some of that. Like somebody in the chat was talking about how AI books are being sold now, children's books and stuff like that. Word, that's the thing that's happening. You know, uh, people are short using the shortcut to kind of do some of that and using AI to for, for, for some of the work that they're currently doing. But the thing that, that I have been sitting with for a long time is like, look, as a person who enjoys what I think this is, and I think this is the 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 conversation about like is it art versus is it not art? I think is kind of a un it's an unnecessary conversation. But for a person who is using those tools and making stuff, and and I do believe it is art, it still hasn't stopped me from supporting my local artist or commissioning yeah. stuff or buying stuff that I think is dope in those spaces, but it feels again, like this all or nothing conversation that is like, if you like a thing that is being generated, generated by this and you, you know, put it out on your timeline, people want to come for you with pitchforks and be like, yo, you're an evil person for using tools in a way that you find interesting because I, as a person who has spent multiple years learning a thing and, and, and doing a thing and has put that human touch on it, it is less than because it is not made by by a human being. When all the things okay. that are made that I, tool I got, are made by human beings. <laughs> I got uh, some counters to that. Yeah. All right. So, should we not use mocap? Should I mean, we just not use mocap? Because nobody. I mean, yeah, you got to touch it. You need to be technical to know what to do with it. We could go but back to hand animating everything too. Yeah. Like I doubt people want to do that. This whole thing. Mocap didn't replace hand animating. Right. There's still hand animating going on across the board. People, the games get hand animated all the time. But like I said, it's just another tool. It's just another thing that you use to do to get a production done. So I don't want I don't want anybody to confuse the two things that we're talking about here. Right. We're talking about AI art replacing artistry. Right. Versus AI art assisting the game development process. Those are two different conversations. When you talk about like, is it real or not? I'm on the side of, yeah, if you didn't put hands on it and it come out didn't come out of your head, then it ain't real art. That's mm. my point of view. Mm. And if somebody else can disagree, that's fine. I mean, it's no different than, you know, MCs writing their own rhymes. I don't fuck with you if you don't write your own rhymes. Mm. If somebody else wrote your shit, that don't mean nothing to me. You know, I can get Rock him to write some shit and just blow up. Like, oh yeah, that dude's the greatest rhyme all all time. If he didn't write it, mm. you know, that's what I'm saying. So for me, artistry is the same as that. 
you got to do it yourself with your own bare hands and come up with the ideas and put it on paper. Or you use AI and then mm-hmm. you can be in the kind of the the manufactured, you know, hip hop, you know, drill music, trap music or whatever you want to call it. You can be in that that category yeah. or you can be up there with the grace with KRS-One and, you know, Drake and Kendrick and all these other folks. Right. So there's two different, you know, t- uh, lines of thought for me, like for the artistry. Yeah, I get it. I understand. I'm 100 percent with everybody. I don't want the artistry to be lost. Right. But when it comes to making games and, you know, saving time and doing important, more creative things, dude, I don't I don't want to I don't want to spend anybody's time doing mundane shit that an AI can do. Like any like if it was if there's a room full of artists, I guarantee you. If I ask anybody who wants to unwrap a model, nobody wants to raise it. <laughs> you can get an AI to unwrap a model in a in a split second with the quality of what you used to do. Yeah, sign me up. Everybody's gonna sign up for that. Like so, like we got the all of these tools that are you know shortcutting our process. We got MetaHuman that's right. being used. Anybody complaining about that? No, because nobody wants to rig a fucking head. <laughs> Nobody wanted to do that. They just want heads in the game immediately. So now yep. we got a tool that does that, and everybody's like, "Cool, let's use it." Right? Why is this no different? Yeah. You know why uh, is this no different? There's a, a a bunch of different examples that I wrote down, like the, you know, kit bashing and photo bashing and fucking metahuman, and now you got uh, tools that are that will do hair for you, like. Hey, making hair for video games is the most tedious things on the planet. Yeah. Nobody wants to do it. Yeah. Why not let AI do it? There's an interesting I'll part of that. It does shortcuts all that shit for you. Yeah. I mean, look, the, I mean, one of the interesting, the funny part about that conversation about like who is going to take your job, especially in the gaming space, is look, there are hundreds upon thousands of, you know, uh, art houses or um you know that are overseas that are doing nothing but asset generation all the time they are you know code dev is happening all the time all those things where you know a lot of that stuff that's being outsourced is happening all the time which is another part of the conversation especially if you're talking about just the video game space right um Nami Kuro says in our chat, so there's a conversation to be had since people are a bit too comfortable with handing their likenesses to be a part of this AI training. Also, artists have an argument if their art, which they didn't consent to being used, is being created with this AI art. I, I agree with the like, look, yeah. there are a lot I of got, artists. I got, I got thoughts on that, too. Yeah, sure, sure. So, so like with like I was saying, Stable Diffusion and and. Uh, mid journey have already kind of gotten to the point where they're like, all right, you can't use these prompts anymore. Right. But let's look at the economics of this. And we talk about like real life things that are already happened. Yeah. Not like a month ago, month and a half ago, sometime James L. Jones sold his rights to his voice mm-hmm. to Disney. Yep. And they're going to AI generate all the rest of Darth Vader for the rest of time. Yep. His family's going to eat off that shit until the last descendant exists. <laughs> the last Jones. <laughs> the last Jones on the planet is going to be eating off Darth Vader because of it. <laughs> right? 
Val Kilmer got his voice back for a split second on at, uh, on in Top Gun yeah. because of AI. Right. So if we're talking about like the economics of it, yes, you can say, hey, man, I, I'm a renowned artist. I got my own style. People love me. Take my shit out of that prompt. Mid Journey and all these other folks be like, cool, take it out. Then if you want to say, hey, you want, you want to be able to use my style, it cost you twenty five thousand dollars, right? Right. You know. I, and now it's a it's now it's a it's a it's a, a piece that can turn into you know some you know generation of wealth or a generation of uh, funds for you on the side that's just giving you money because now all of your hard work is paid off. You know. So I think it's it's opportunities in here that can be had if you just play it right. Right. And, and Game Manual says in the chat, says no one in AI is asking to use your style. Absolutely. Like no one currently is doing the no like the biggest issue right now that I think is the actual like fundamental problem with the AI art conversation, or at least, you know, the, the tool itself is there's no way to really do full on attribution right the way that it worked in the music in the music sense was people were stealing samples all the time and Before then they clamped down on it though. and then they clamped down on it and then yeah. they said look now you have to per this amount of sound you have to pay the person who you took that piece of music from and they found a way to go from fear and fear mongering layers of it to finding a way to monetize it in a way that is in there now you can have the conversation about do you need to monetize everything i'm like look if you want to if you want to make money on if you have talent yeah, and you, then well. I see. I, mean, I see no reason why you shouldn't be trying to monetize your talent. Yeah, so this is why this is why blockchain and, and Web three is so important, right? Because the blockchain itself can tell you exactly who used what. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They know where they know where the source came from. They know if they if you used uh, Tramiel Isaac in a, in, a, in a prompt, and then you know that thing can be eliminated or distributed amongst everybody else. So like even in the, the web three gaming conversation, like that's even got like a bunch of, uh, you know, conversation that's like, oh man, why would you, you know, make a web three game, blah, blah, blah. Like NFTs, like everybody's still, you know, kind of on down that on same, it. yeah, it's kind of down and on it, on that. Like, but like, you don't, you're not seeing like what it's good for, you know, look at, look at all the things that it's good for and move forward. Because like I said, AI is not going anywhere. Right. They've already got AI generators for meshes, and that's just getting better and better. They got AI generation for code. They got AI generation for um, animation. Yep. So, I mean, it's across the board. Like, the bottom line is the good thing is, like, now, at, at some point in time in the near future, we'll be able to get back to the point where one person or two people can make a full game that's of decent quality, and can compete with some of the, the bigger names out there. I think we'll get I, to that. It's interesting because I think that there is a layer of because well, and I, and I think it goes back to a lot of things, right? Where I personally am not always when new things pop up into the space, and AI isn't new. AI has been everything around us is using AI all the time. Anytime you're you, you 
teleprompt into your phone, you ask a question of your phone, or if you have a device that uses Alexa or any of that shit, that's all AI models. That's all stuff that you have been training on your own forever since you've gotten one of those things. Like I'm seeing a lot of the conversation about like, um, uh, the deep fakes layers and how we're training it with our faces by putting it into the lens app and, and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, look, that ship has sailed since you got an iPhone. <laughs> or since you got a phone with a camera on it or since you had a phone with a tracking device on it we give up more information about ourselves just by having devices around us than the people who are feeding into a thing in a week because it got hot for a week so like that part of the conversation feels disingenuous where it's just like they're gonna take all our shit and do da 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 most people aren't even that important for, for them to care about your face anyway <laughs> so it's like anybody gonna be deep faking everybody anyways it's not that conversation the the potential for game development in an AI-based space is interesting. I think you will need that human touch for a very long time to still continue to get things done in a real way. But I do think that there will be a large swath of asset generation parts that will be things that you don't care about as a player and developers don't want to do as creators that will be a perfect mashup for some of that kind of stuff. I am not as familiar with blockchain technology because I just don't know, but it is a, a, another conversation to be had about like, how are we actually tagging these pieces of asset so that they can have identifiers on them so that you can go back and see, you know, where things were on the chain, if that makes a lot of sense to use. But I think the other part of the conversation that is also in there that I find to be really important is the energy that we see from so many folks who are really mad right now, it feels like so many of them are saying, my art hasn't been valued already, and this technology is gonna further devalue that in, in some way. Because those people who would usually come to me for a commission can figure out an amalgam of whatever prompts they need to do to get close to what I have, and then they won't use me as the artist anymore. They'll just use the tool in a, in in that way. That also feels weird, Chabelle, because that's also like that's, all the dope not- shit that you put in your brain. That's it. It's, it's like a weird. It's like it sounds defeatist to me, right? Because it's like you're belittling your own talent in that way. Am I? I, yeah, I mean, if, if you're that type of person, yeah. I mean, it could be AI could be better than you. I mean, but if you you good enough to make a name out of you to for yourself then yeah you could you could do some you know make some big things happen like that but that's no different than than what we're dealing with prior to ai right right and i get it like people are like oh well you know if they they don't need me then i'm devalued yeah you're right that's absolutely right i can't deny that that could happen because right. that can happen any day of the week yeah like if you can like football players, you got a dude that's better than you, you get cut. It's just that's the way it works in the real world. Like if you're not doing your job, you know, to the to the level of uh, expectation for any particular company, whatever, you can get let go for that. Like so, then you have to find different avenues for that. So like there are uh, you know fashion brands that manufacture things like out the wazoo shirts 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 millions of shirts is that is that value in that mm. not really 
Right. But then you got like, you know, your high end brands that are handmade and made by, you know, made with care and they take time to make hand stitched. There's value in that because mm. we already shown that we 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 uh, assign value to things that take longer, that are that are more intricate, that have a lot more care put into them most times anyway. Mm. So there is a market for all things. Like I said, like you can't just say because this exists, this does not. There is mm. there is, you know, because there are cell phones doesn't mean that there's not somebody over there with a push button. somebody with a mechanical keyboard and you know somebody with just just straight touch padding it there's you know all things can exist at the same time it's not like a a sci-fi movie where all of a sudden all the cars from the 60s don't exist no more right you look outside you look at any any window right now you'll see cars from the 50s on up Mm. they don't just stop existing when new shit comes out People still like this stuff, man. I mean, it's way color, too. I kind of love that. In fact, you talked about that, too, because there is this artisanal layer to art that I think everybody continues to forget about, right? Where it is like, look, there are things that I have seen in Mid Journey and have seen in Stable Diffusion that are mind blowingly cool. Like there are things that are beautiful with that that thing has been creating or has been amount you know amassing and pushing together, right? Some of those things are prompts about other people's art. Some of those are just prompts that are coming up, and the the the, the algorithm is piecing those things together and making something beautiful. There's a really good question that I think that leads into that conversation about like, you know, the value of art and the value of the people who are making it. Polarin says. Um, if an AI art takes the entry level tasks that only good enough people can make, how do you get started? So for, for a person who like you are, are like talking to students all the time about their work, they're giving you and showing you their portfolios to say like, Hey, I'm thinking about getting into the business. I'm trying to get into that space. How do how do you reconcile the stuff that we may potentially see? you know, four or five years down the road where we may start to see some of those really beginner layers of the artistic um, uh, funnel for game development for, you know, stuff like ArtStation, which we should talk about too. Um, Does that change the way that you then grade on that curve? Does that curve change if now you see the AI layers kind of coming into the space and more students and more folks who are junior are starting to use those things when they're coming to to folks for jobs? What's, what's, what's your thoughts on that? I don't think it, I don't think it changes much yeah. because you still need to know the underlying fundamentals of what you're doing. Mm. You know, so in order for a prompt to work, you got to know what the hell you're talking about. Here's a perfect example. This weekend, I tried out this uh, this AI chat thing for you know creating code, right? Oh yeah, Chat GPT. Have, yeah, yeah. Yep. So my Python scripting is very minimal, right? Very minimal, right? Just enough to get by. I type in a script, type in you know the prompt to make a script for me for for Motion Builder, and it took me about thirty minutes to get a prompt that that worked mm. and then when it, it did work it didn't work completely all the way through it was like 80 percent of the way i had to take it the rest of the way to mm. get it to actually work 
but without any knowledge of of Python previously, I wouldn't have been able to do anything with that. Right. It would have just been a script that was incomplete. So you have to have some foundation in order to, to, to finish this stuff up. Like, you know, even if you kick out, um, say you get some, some images, character images or whatever from an AI generator, and there are some areas that are just, you know, not well defined, so you can't really model them. Who's going to go in there and clean that up? Mm. Somebody's got to clean it up. You know, somebody's got to be able to know or be uh, talented enough to be able to get in there and actually say, this doesn't work or this is too 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 messy or this is too busy. There's not enough rest. Like you can fuck with the prompt all day or you can just go in and do it yourself. Mm. So it's going to get you a good amount of the way, but you still need that, that the fundamental grounding in order to be able to do what you truly need to do. So like, you know, how is AI going to change? Like me looking at, uh, you know, you talk about entry level stuff, right? Yeah. The person asked the question, right? All right. So let's just say now in five years from now, the your new entry level job is a prompt writer. Mm. Somebody great imagination, great grammar, knows exactly how to use the, the tool in order to get the proper thing out. Because at the end of the day, AI is just not like saying, hey, man, I made this thing for you. It's like, no, <laughs> I didn't ask for that. I mean, it's like, no, AI is doing it because you said something, right? right? Because you put in a set of words that kicked out a thing that that might work. So now we've got people that got, you know, proper grammar and proper diction, a deep uh, and imaginative language in order to create these flowery words in order to create something really, really cool. Mm. And that's not a new job that doesn't exist today. Mm. So you replace one with the other. And both are still creative jobs. It's no different than, you know, you're switching creative art for creative writing. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because you do need to know the syntax to get things out yeah. in the way that you that you want. Like, I've, I've made prompts and I was like, this is totally not what... I yeah, was exactly. looking for and I yep. and I used what I thought would work in a way. It's weird because it's like AI generated art right now is currently like the early days of SEO for websites, right? Yeah. Where it's like to get exactly what you are looking for for ranking, you have to understand the right keywords and prompts and things to put into that respect. And there were people who built whole careers on learning how to do SEO. Right? So like yep. I hadn't thought about it in that way. So it could be, it could be, I mean, we're seeing already, and I think this happens with every, you know, new or semi new or new remix on, on technology. Like we do see that there's a level of shysters kind of in the space in the beginning, you know, I the mean, NFT space was funky for a bit. And then no this, different than anything else though. Right. Like, right. You, you're going to find some shady motherfuckers in every industry. <laughs> period. Right. Just, some people are just fucked up like that. That's just the way they are. But, I mean, if you think about like, okay, you just mentioned something that's extremely important that people need to understand. Mm. You wrote a prompt, didn't look as good as somebody else's. What was the difference? Mm. You got a brain, you got fingers. Why couldn't you make your shit look good? <laughs> it's because some, some, some kind of technical bit that they know or some trick that they know that you don't know. Mm. That's a learned skill, just like anything else. You know, if you spend enough time doing the thing, you can be good at that thing, mm. regardless of what it is. Yeah. So, 
if if AI was like leveling the playing field for anybody, like, oh, my son can do the same thing. My two year old son can make shit that looks just like this dude who's been doing it for five years. Then, yeah, it'd probably be a problem. Right. <laughs> because anybody could do your job and you just be replaceable. But we know that's not the case. Right. You know, you can write a prompt. I could write a prompt and, you know, basically be driven by the same bit of information. But yours could come out better than mine because somehow you've learned how to freak the technology to, to get exactly what you want. Yeah. I think what I think one of the parts, too, that has been kind of I don't know if it's been bugging me or if it's just I've been try, I've been trying to wrap my brain around it in a way that feels reasonable is a, so much of the conversation is so negative now. It feels like a a detriment to imagination, which is where so much of art stems from and where, you know, this, the, 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 the remix of the things that you are thinking about in your mind when you're creating is something that you put into whatever format and medium you do and having some of these same kinds of thought being in prompt form and then being shortcutted through this AI algorithm to me, there are parts of that that are interlocking that are being overlooked by artists as well to be like, because I am human and I am human and human is the kind of main vector for creativity in everything. All of these things are lesser because of that. And that feels weird because it's also like, I have learned more of, and again, I am not an art major. I didn't go to art school. Art, art is a thing. I look, I'm like, oh, that shit is pretty. Let me go find a place to go put that pretty shit. Right. I'm okay. I'm not, I'm not doing the, the usual. I'm not a purist in that form of like, you know, if you're using number three pencils, you're an asshole and you use number two pencils. Right. Like I'm not that kind of person. Right. But I think that there is a layer there that gets into this really funky space where we are trying to piece out and stretch art in a way where it also feels like if you are not, if you don't have that fullest appreciation of the practice of making art and you think a thing is pretty, you're like, oh, let me take that pretty shit, that it's le- also lesser than, than the people who are the ones who are making the thing and have that talent to do that thing. That feels like that's also been an art conversation of like pinkies up bouginess in comparison to like this is now giving people who have never understood the intricacies of art but are using these tools to be like okay yes that prompt is from a person who whose art i've never heard of before let me go look that up and then give that layer of art more appreciation because i've learned it from this thing that is a bastardized version of what that person would have done does that make sense it's it's, it's a a gateway it is definitely a gateway and uh, people i don't think most people are looking at it in that regard because it's more about the threatening aspects of it and what what it's going to do, uh, how it's going to take food off my plate, basically. I think that's what most people are looking at it, and um, and being it feel having people feel like they're being cheated mm. because they're competing against uh, an opponent that doesn't sleep, doesn't right. need to, <laughs> yeah, that can do things twice as fast. But again, it's all in about it's all about the quality of the thing. And if people are people, which they are, nope. they'll, they will assess value to the thing that most care is put into. 
right? So if I spend time physically painting a thing, you know, and I put it on canvas and I put it in, you know, in a gallery, nine times out of 10, that is going to be assigned more value value than the thing that you did on your Wacom tablet, you know, and kicked out. So, I mean, there's, like I said, there's avenues for everybody. And at the end of the day, humans are going to want to have things that feel that have um, feeling and um, uh, genuine, you know, effort put into it. And like the throwaway stuff will be throwaway. You know, there's a thing, there's, there's, you know, there's there's Gucci and then there's H and M. Like <laughs> they both exist. You know, yeah, they still both exist. Like, why can't we have both? Because we're still gonna have we still got those same the same kind of bookends on the spectrum. You're gonna have something that's fast and cheap mm. and may not have soul. And then you got somebody that can put put together something that's soulful and feels great and and gives you exactly the same feeling that you was looking for. And that's going to be more expensive. It's interesting, so too. Be, people are going to be voting with their pocketbooks, man. And they're like, let me understand this. Like, if you could get your favorite uh, franchise more often, wouldn't you want that? Mm. You know, if you want, like you say, you want a new Call of Duty every six months, wouldn't that be cool? Or a new update every month? Because of AI's generating content for you, you know, wouldn't that be cool for you to be able to have some kind of entertainment all the time? You know, like, would it take six, seven, eight years to make another GTA if they was heavy on AI? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. You know, so, you know, you, we got to look at, like, what the positives are, because bottom line is it's not going anywhere. So let's figure out, like, how it's going to fit in. So no matter how much we talk about like how unfair it is or, you know, I don't think it's right to be doing this. I get that. I understand it. I'm with you on that. Yeah. The bottom line is train is rolling. And the question is, what are you going to do? You're going to hop on it. You're going to watch it go by. Yeah. I think there's a lot of those kinds of layers to all of it. There was a, a really interesting tweet that came into the conversation around um, ArtStation now um, allowing you know, some AI art to be, you know, kind of, you know, shown in ArtStation, which is, you know, for folks who are listening at home, uh, is kind of like the the main place for people to kind of put their portfolios up and all the work they've been doing and stuff they're working on. And they've been, uh, they allowed and said, we are not going to pull down stuff, but we will give their, we will give the ability to delineate which things have been made with AI as opposed to things that have been human made. And it was a, a cat who sent a tweet uh, in this Kotaku article around AI art. And they said, seeing AI art being featured on the main page of art station saddens me. I love playing with MJ as much as uh, mid journey as much as anyone else, but putting something that was generated using a prompt alongside artwork that took hundreds of hours and years of experience to make is beyond disrespectful that's a weird okay. take okay <laughs> i think well, that's I mean, a weird take there's different angles on that right right i get it i get where he's coming from because he's talking about the pureness of art right right but let's pick any any like you know we ain't got a fucking look just put our station up and then just randomly pick an image 
off of our station. Right. And I can tell you exactly where they got that content from. So is that cheating? But everything is using a shortcut, though. Like yeah, every tool is a shortcut. a shortcut. All right, let me let me flip it like this. Then <laughs> we're talking about prompts versus actually physically doing it. Right. So you are you saying that creative writing's not art? You saying books aren't art? You know, Shakespeare's not art. It's just words. That's all we're doing. We comparing words to to physical pictures, like actual visual pictures. I mean, I, th- so, I mean, I think people would say like those arts are different and the creative process to get there is different. And I think both take time to get good at those things. My my beef with that statement is if a thing is if, if you learned a thing overnight and you got good at a thing or you took hours upon hours honing a craft, they're still equal. <laughs> the only yeah. difference is. You as the person who have found that overnight inspiration and way to kind of craft that thing, you just beat the time God. That's what you did. Yeah. You didn't beat the yeah. the like the 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 need to attribute is important. I don't ever want to lose that thread, right? Yeah. But I do think the like if you've spent look, if there is somebody out there right now who can podcast better than me and they learn how to podcast better than me overnight or in a week, I got to give you props. I got to dap you up and be like, you did your thing, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean that the things that I make and the things that I create also don't have as much value as the things that you have made because value is all attributed anyway. Yeah. Diamonds are come, diamonds come from coal. The, the the stock market is all fake money, but we we buy into it every day. Yeah, like we buy into fake shit all the time. I mean, diamonds in, in that example, you make lab lab made diamonds is just as hard as real diamonds. So what's the fucking difference? My diamonds are better than yours because a, a kid died fucking digging them up in the ground. You know that's a better diamond than the one I got out of the lab. Like, what's the difference? It's all the same. Like the 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 outcome is all the same. And if people don't want to fuck with it, they don't fuck with it. People will vote with, with, their, with their dollars. Like if people were not digging that um, the image that was AI generated on our station, sure. don't like it. Don't follow it. Don't leave messages in the dude's prompt. Like just don't fuck with it no more. Right. And people will vote with, with their feet and with their dollars. And that's just the way it works. And then if, if people are saying like, oh, well, AI art don't sell. Then guess what? Ain't nobody gonna make AR art. It's just that simple. I mean, I, I think mean, like, yeah. we're talking about in the in the purest form of just like me making art and selling it, not in game development. Sure. Because game development is all about trying to make the bottom line. Sure. You know, getting it below whatever and then trying to get that return on investment. So I don't think it's gonna change in game development, but like when you're talking about just straight up art, yeah. People don't fuck with AI art then people will stop making it because it won't make them any money. It'll be a waste of their time. And I think it's what you call it too. Like um, art by Brandon Lee says, eh, this is leaning into an argument about capitalism. I don't think those equate. I think, I think, well, it I think it's the, all about money. It's all huh? about money. I think it's that's, I think that's a part of it too. I think, I think, I think we're underestimating. No, that's not true because most of the conversation I'm seeing in our chat today and a lot of the stuff online is the foundation of all of the beef right now is like, look, I want to make my living through art, the art that I generate, the art that I make, 
this AI algorithm and people who are feeding it are helping my or lessening my ability to potentially make money in a space because at some point the AI will get better or will be comparable enough that people will want to not buy my stuff more than they will the AI stuff. I personally just don't think that that's true. And if it does become true, you as an artist will have to figure out ways to incorporate, to add that tool into your toolbox so that you can be competitive. Now there's a conversation about like, should art, like, should you have to spit, like, should you have to sell your creative work? To, 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 to find a way to become, you know, to, to um, what's, what's what I'm trying to say to, you know, make a, make a living. Like, should you, should you do that? Like, it's a weird conversation, right? Because it's like, we all choose to do certain things in this life. People choose yeah. to be artists. People choose to be doctors. People choose to be, th- people choose things that are more profitable than others. People choose not to. If you want to just draw for the sake of drawing and you want to do it, no one's mad at you. If you want to draw to make money, no one's mad at you. But like the idea that the market doesn't dictate some of that stuff and that you as a person are not infusing some layers into that, because think about it. One of the biggest arguments that I could say is like, look, for an artist who is out there right now, who was like, I don't ever want to see you use my name in a prompt. I don't ever want to see any of my art being used in a in a way that is not without my consent and all that kind of stuff. People be right clicking on your shit all the time. People be right clicking on your shit all the time and they be making I've seen it when I was working in, in printing places. They would take people's shit, take a JPEG on somebody's shit, and go fucking make a 34 by 24 poster of your stuff. And the weird part about it is look, all of this stuff is just on the internet. You as an artist, anyone as a creative, anyone who's doing some of that stuff, yes, there are ways to to guard yourself against people taking your stuff and doing whatever they want with it. But also, if you are not the most diligent person on the planet and you are not paying attention to the fact that, like, if I want to promote a thing, I have to put that picture up so people can see it. You're already taking a step of letting go of some of the rights that you have. I'm not saying it's supposed to be like that. I'm not saying it's ethically right to do so, but the nuts and bolts of how the internet works is once you put a thing out on the world, someone can see it. Someone can take it. Someone can copy it. Someone can be inspired by that and can also then use that inspiration to make a thing that is very similar to what you made. Like yeah. that part. I don't understand how that part doesn't compute to most people. Yeah, so. To that the argument, let's just let's just just you know call it spade a spade. Not everybody is Sparth. Yeah, you're just not, and you're not going to be. Right. There's a handful of people that are being copied. So let's not pretend like this is rampant, running rampant. Oh snap! I looked at Art Station and somebody stole my style. Like it's a handful of people that got beef with that, and then you know it's a bunch of people who got beef with the fact that they got beef with it. Not right. get it. They got they got something to stand on, you know, that, you know, they worked all their, their career to get this particular uh, look and, and feel down. And people know that it's, it's sought after and they see that as there's value there. Right. And it's being taken away from. Them. Right. I get that. Right. That's that's bogus. They should do something about that. They should allow these creators that they've created this name for themselves 
to to benefit off it just like we were talking about sampling and yep. music the same way samples get uh paid out in royalties and things like that but are we talking about like two percent four five percent let's just be generous and say ten percent of people on our station right are worthy of being copied right and the other ninety percent are copying them motherfuckers anyway because they're the <laughs> idols and shit. So let's let's be real. Let's just be real. Well, you want to be like Spark. You want to be like the next man. You want to be like all these other dudes, right? Yeah. Or women that are doing it at a high level, and you copy their style. You copy their 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 skill set. You copy their tips and their tricks. You go to their you know download their tu- tu- tutorials and and do the things just like they do. Like it's copying going wrong. There's no original ideas in the world. Right. It's how you put them all together. Right. So like for people to be like, oh, well, they shouldn't be copying people's style. Like, yeah, I get it. They shouldn't be copying that dude's style because they definitely ain't going to copy mine. <laughs> until they start making vault, boys, making vault boys all over the place and making money off this shit. Right. Microsoft got to deal with that. They ain't going to come to me and talk about, oh, man, somebody stole vault boy style. Like, I get it, man. I get it. People, I think people are getting mad and bandwagoning and jumping on this bandwagon just because it, you know, it's something to do and, you know, solidarity and in the big, bad AI. But again, AI is not going to stop. So now what are you going to do? And let's see if we can get a way for these so-called samples to get paid out to the people who actually put their, their, their lifeblood into that shit. So that people are going to have another stream of revenue. Yeah. And to the person that said it's in, you know, it comes down to capitalism. What else is it? What else is it? Is it I mean, is, is it because no, I, I want the credit? Like, it's not about the credit. You don't want somebody stealing your shit that's valuable. It's if somebody stole it, it's already valuable, right? They find value in the thing that they stole from you because it's worth something to them now. Yeah. So now you want to be compensated for that. So it's 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 yeah. 95% about the money. Yeah. And, and I want to, I want to reiterate what Brandon Lee said, art by Brandon Lee. He says to clarify, my argument is that these points are all may all make sense from a capitalist perspective, which is, this is very end product focus. The main worry is the lack of people focus in the ethics and laws around the technology. All good points, but I think context is important. Thank you for sharing yeah. that, Brandon. I appreciate that. And I think, and again, like, I think, you know, Terrell and I, we're parsing it out in real time too. We're, we're, we're working and, and we have thoughts about this, about this in a real way. And yeah, like capitalism is always about the end product, right? We all know that. That's all very, 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 very true. Yes. Also, the people layer of this is absolutely paramount. I think we've talked about that as well as, as, as far as saying like, we believe in attribution. You need to make sure that the laws are going to continue to evolve and do that kind of thing so that people can get paid. There is this... Bat, there is a a couple things that that I am thinking about, and the reason why I brought Jamel on the show to talk about was what's the layers that we're seeing in in the spaces that that he is at at, at top level of you know that 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 space in the gaming space and, and in the art space. Are we seeing a lot of the conversations that we do see right now in social media? Does this feel like? the usual sky is falling conversation when any new tech props up where everyone immediately looks for just the negative spin on it, which I think is important to, to recognize too. And 
what is the get in where you fit in moment? Because I think everything has a get in where you fit in moment. And yeah. I think no one is recognizing the getting where you fit in moment. And that to me is where the conversation gets really frustrating because it truncates not only the ability for people in, I'm not going to say it, 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 it discourages conversation in the public sphere of learning about and finding out good ways to have that getting where you fit in moment. Because as soon as you say, oh, this thing is interesting or, oh, this thing, I kind of like that. People jump into your mentions, jump down your throat and be like, you're a terrible human being for even engaging with it. And I think yeah. that's a problem where that becomes problematic, not only for the people who would spend time to think about the ethical layer and how they could potentially make that stuff better because they've already been shouted down and out of the space. You have to do everything in the dark as opposed to finding collaborative people to work with because everyone told you you ain't shit for you even touching it. So I think that's, that's where... Very, very valid point that I don't think a lot of people think about. Right. Is the, the pushback on it could stifle the the progress in in making it right right so like how long did it take for james brown to get paid for his samples it took a long <laughs> time rappers was sampling this shit left and right mm. he didn't get paid for a lot of that stuff and it took a long time and because it was the wild wild west just like this is new and this is the wild wild west so let's go back to your point does this feel like the normal pushback on any revolution mm. no it doesn't Right. It does. This feels a lot more drastic than any other change from new technologies. Like yep. I mentioned before, from hand key to mocap, from 2D to 3D, the list goes on and on. This feels different. And I don't know how it, why it feels different, because the bottom line is like you're talking about like, OK, where's the artistry? If that's what we're talking about, mm. then what's photogrammetry? Should you draw the rocks or can you can you can you photo the rocks? I can just right? take a photograph of this shit and like, you know, take a hundred photographs of this rock. And now that exact same rock, the exact way it appears in the world, is in my game. Yeah. Is that not art now? Now as you know, we would talk about like, okay, it's Call of Duty, not art, because it's a good chunk of their content is photo scan. Yeah. Quixel fucking makes ridiculous yeah, amount Quixel of shit. Quixel makes a living off of it. Yeah. I, I, we so, just did a piece on yeah. we just did a whole exactly. video on Quixel that's so that's going out soon. Not, now we not gonna fuck with Quitzel because they didn't really do any art. You know, like we talking about let's let's just go down the line of all the things that help us do art that actually does more heavy lifting than you actually do. Mm. Marmoset. Mm. Let's take Marmoset for example. I used to have to make light rigs left, right, and center to make my shit look good. And these mugs doing the, the click of a button. Yeah. Lighting is like eighty percent of the picture. Yeah. If you got bad lighting on good art, it's bad art. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you got bad lighting on if you got good lighting on bad art, it makes it look better. So if you got a program that just basically does all the lighting for you, what what's that? Is that cheating? Nobody's it's, complaining about that. We're in the same spot. We're in the same spot, but for some reason this is more concerning. Because I think, you know, the the so-called movie implications of what AI is going to do to us is kind of, you know, in the back of people's mind. Yeah. And I think, you know, last last point before we let you go, I think, you know, we're, we're again, this is a new spin on an old argument. 
right? Yeah. Which is, I think there's a lot of conversation about what is the damage that can be made here by this by this tool that is in that conversation. Polar, and I'm going to ask that question, so hold on for a second. And the the idea of what the artist's job and role is in society, I think, is a, is a major part of this conversation, right? And I think the uh, offloading of what that means from a heart's, minds, and soul perspective to what society means and what art means and how do you continue to foster a space that has traditionally always been underpaid and underappreciated alongside technology that is potentially not only, you know, well, yes, it is taking shit from other people. Yes, we can acknowledge that as being real, but also the fundamental layers of what we are giving that AI as the tools and the ideas and the, the, the pieces that it is making new things from or piece together things from it still has value, which I think is the problem, right? Which I think is the bigger issue. And I think that's the thing is like, one side is saying for the most part, there have been some people who have seen, had that conversation a real way, who understand the tool layer of it and can say, hey, this may be a thing that we can utilize to make our shit better and faster. But there's a much bigger part of the conversation that's like burn everything with fire yeah, off jump. Yeah. And, and I feel like those are gonna be the folks who wind up being outside of the loop and then be mad about how they weren't in on the ground floor and some things like I know there are a lot of conversations about the negative parts about NFTs around you know the uh, ecological you know layer of that conversation none of that art none of that stuff being carbon neutral all those conversations you know you know conversation around the blockchain all those things being negative 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 and decentralization of all the stuff and all those things in a weird way I think from some of the artists that I've seen, I've seen more black and brown folks pull themselves out of poverty in the NFT space than I've seen in most traditional art spaces. Those folks, again, they could be lying, they could be bullshit, and I've seen rappers who sit on cars that they rented. I get it, right? But all of those folks who are at least in this ecosystem, and it's not a lot of people, but it's some, who have taking that step, jumped in their feet first, learned about the process, learned about this, learned about all the stuff and have gotten themselves out of a layer of the thing that most artists talk about. Can't, can't fund my life because I'm not getting paid enough and no one appreciates my stuff. I don't have ownership over the things that I have because it's always being stolen or someone else is doing it. And again, this isn't me like, this isn't me like caping for, for NFTs, but I'm saying like for everything that we are poo-pooing and shitting on because they have negative effects, there are some people who are not the, you know, the, the dude bro capitalist who are finding good ways to engage with technology and use that technology to benefit them and their families and potentially the rest of their family for the rest of their life in some form or fashion, right? Yeah. It is a yeah. is a weird space within our communities too, especially black and brown communities where we sometimes are technophobic about things because we see everybody else who is like, yo, that ain't shit. And because we deal in a lot of cosine culture, 
we automatically just peace out on a thing and miss out on some opportunities that might be actually beneficial to any and all of us in in, in bigger ways. I wanted I wanted to ask the last question from Polarin uh, before we let you go. They they ask. I'm curious if your guest distinguishes between assistive AI tools and generative AI tools because those two things feel very different for me. That's a good question. Any any thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, like I said earlier, these this this thing is a tool, right? Yeah. It is a thing that's going to assist you in making a better final product at the end of the day. When you're talking about when we're talking about game the the game development. When we're talking about like the the artistry of creating content mm. that, that that goes in your portfolio, you know, there's a like I said, there's an argument to be made about the pureness of art. Mm. And if you didn't really lift a finger to do it, then yeah, you probably should be, you know, up in arms about it. But the economics of it, when it comes to making a product, um, there will be. Th- the, the use case for AI, as I see it, as as we know it right now, and what I know what's coming down a lot, it will be generating content that you could give two shits about. <laughs> right? Look, so I mean, to me, it's just making a buck. It's 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 straight up and down. Eighty percent of game development is doing stuff that you don't want to do. Yeah. Yep. And if you could tell, if you told me, like, hey. You could work on only the cool shit for the next three years. Yeah. We'll let the AI do all the stupid shit. Yeah. Sign me up. Like, why wouldn't you want that? That's where, that's where, I think that's where it's going to be its best use case. It's like, you don't have to have these conversations about like, hey man, could you make the, the buckle on this, 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 uh, you know, this trunk. Right, right, so right. Latch on this trunk over here, make it move it to the left, and like the goofy stuff that we got to do to make a world feel lived in. Right, is so many mundane things that could just be handled mm. with AI. And then now you're like, okay, your production cycle is cut in half. Now, now we're talking about the economics. If we can say, all right, well, people are concerned about a seventy dollar game. Okay, fine. Because we did this in half the time with half the people, we can afford to make it a forty dollar game, mm. and it's just as good as the, the seventy dollar one. You know, so now it's all about the, that 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 the snowball effect of what it actually does for you. So you got people that are actually just working on creative things, people, real human beings mm-hmm. working on creative shit that means something to them, that makes their portfolio look good, and. You got the AI doing the shit that nobody cares about. Like if, if my portfolio was filled with chairs and tables and lamps, nobody <laughs> don't care about that. Like, let me go, oh, man, that's a damn good lamp. Jamel like, on the best lamp maker in the motherfucking business, fam. Come on. I got the lamps on lock, man. So like, <laughs> you see, see that's like, you, I mean, you look at it as like, okay, it's the same thing that we do with outsourcing. Right. Outsourcing gets all the shit that you can you know, either can handle or you don't want to deal with. Right. Right. You don't have bandwidth because, for. Right. Yeah, you don't have bandwidth for it and you don't even want to do it. Like nobody wants to do that. Give the high price people that you pay right to do great stuff. Let them do great stuff all the time. 
not just some of the time because it's like in a in a production most of the, the really good people end up doing like mundane stuff most of the time yeah and then there's a handful of things that you get out of a, a three-year cycle that you can say yeah i was proud proud to do that because one everything you do has to be on the timetable right. not necessarily at the timetable that you want it to be on right so now we can talk about stretching timetables and getting really good high quality art because there's nothing else to be concerned about like all these other things are being handled you know like i said ai is already generating 3d meshes right They're, they look like ass right now but you know give it a couple months they will be good here's the interesting part about that too now that now that you've planted that seed in my head is and this will be this will be the actual <laughs> last thing because <laughs> I've said that shit like four times. But I got time, dude. You can go and finish your thoughts. No doubt. Here's here's the last one. Wouldn't that be amazing if AI generated stuff got so good in game development that that was a potential way to lessen crunch? Right. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, that's the whole point, though. Right. Right. That's the whole point. Like you know, game developers have been trying to get better at that. Right. Trying to. Right, but can't I can't say that AI is going to be a solution because oh yeah you still got people who are like one more thing right and we could just get one more thing like you still got a human in charge of that so right crunch is a is a is a uh, failure of planning mm. not so much a the you know a problem with the the project itself or the company it's just like you fail to plan properly. And you know, readjust your plans as things fail, then yeah, you're gonna crunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but then it's like, okay, if you've saved, you know, X millions of dollars because you use AI, now that buys you three more months of time, you don't have to crunch. So now you, there's 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 a thought process to that. Like you can, it can be utilized in a way that can actually help us get out of some of our problems. Yeah. And I Man. look at it like I look at it like, you know, you got happier people because they're working on important stuff. Shit they want to work on, right? Yeah, stuff they want to work on, they feel valued. At the end of it, if they want to leave, they got a bunch of stuff that's high quality that they can show off to the world, that they handmade, you know, and then everything else, as long as it's consistent, can be done by, you know, some prompt writer. Mm. Or some AI, you know, guy that's just typing up stuff all night, like, or just buying stuff off of some marketplace. Like, I mean, we do it already. Like, this is nothing new. Like, we're already getting stuff off of Quixel, you know, getting mega scans out, of, you know, off all out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. But you know, you give it five years, mega scans is going to be like they'll have everything in the world. Yeah, <laughs> and, they're, and they're working on it. Yeah, and they're working they'll on have it. Everything you need. So. Yep. Making games is getting easier and easier and easier. And then if we talk about like you you mentioned NFTs and and, and everything else, if you think about like the implications of what that is, like NFTs, I, I think people are looking at them for what they are right now. Sure. And not what they could be. Right. And I think that's the same thing we need to be doing with AI. We need to be thinking about like what it could be, not in a negative way, but like how you want to use it, how you find a use case for it to make your life easier. Because mm-hmm. like even if you were talking about like uh, reparations for people who have been wronged by AI, you know, generated art, right? Mm-hmm. 
NFTs or the blockchain can handle that. Mm. Right. That's the the NFT is the jumping off point of handling that particular problem. Right. By saying, okay, your name was used in forty thousand prompts last week. Here's you know, this shit was sold for X amount of dollars. Here's your, you know, whatever percentage. Boom. You get a check in the mail. Direct deposit. Whatever the case may be. But it's right now it's the wild, wild west and people are thinking that the wild, wild west is just going to be what it is. Right. You know, without thinking about like how we came from the west, got here <laughs> and solved a bunch of problems along the way. Like we've been here before and this is no different. Man, I, I thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Like, again, I think the I just appreciate the way that you look at these things. And, you know, chat was on fire tonight asking so many great questions to, um, you know, again, I think the thing that you landed on right at the end, I think, is also the spot that I'm at, too, where I j- when when everyone starts to do the burn it with fire conversation off drip that automatically just raises my radar to be like, well, look, there's got to be something here that is useful. And we at some point will get to a space where we can see that use, potentially use it and make it something that will, you know, either level the playing field in some way for a lot of different people. We'll give the people who we care about tools to get the things out in the world that are in their head, because that is a really hard thing to do often as well, too. Um, and hopefully we get a chance to see some real cool shit along the way. So, yep. Jamel, thank you, fam, for rocking with me. Seriously appreciate you, fam. We gotta get we gotta get up and uh, we gotta go do some travel talk and get some things up in there for that for sure. So, everybody, give Jamel some love in the chat. We'll see him a little bit later in another episode of Spawn on Me. Yo, I gotta say. It was a blast to have that conversation tonight. I think it's always really really cool to to bring on folks who are experts in their field i think one of the things that i love about doing this show is having people who are much smarter than i am talk about stuff that they actually know as opposed to just seeing the vibe on the internet and being like yo this is the prevailing argument this is the prevailing vibe and the prevailing conversation it must be the right one um so i think you know, I hope this is an episode that people share far and wide. I think it's a lot of great conversations that were had tonight. I hope it opened your mind to at least another angle on this thing. If you're on the fuck AI art side of it, if you're like, maybe this can be cool and, and potentially bring some value to the space. I think both of those conversations are valid and important that we dig into those in a real comprehensive and in and, and real way. Because I just don't want to see because people are mad everything gets squashed into nothing. And that happens a lot. And we don't want to recognize it. We don't want to say it out loud, but it happens all the time. And we just don't say anything about it because we're, we're either rocking with that energy or you get smacked down enough where you just don't want to talk up. So I think this was a great episode. Uh, again, we're going to get up out of here uh, and dip out for tonight. Thank you to everybody who is in the chat tonight here on twitch.tv slash spawn on me. Remember, 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 next month we are doing the Spawnies. Spawnies 2 Electric Kung Fu Boogaloo is coming through in a real way for next year. Uh, we're doing a lot of fun stuff with the Spawnies. If you have not subscribed to the show, please go check out the show on every podcast platform on the planet please make sure you subscribe please leave us a a five-star review um and yeah we're gonna be back next week with more dope stuff 
uh, here on Spawn on Me. Much love to you all. Please, please, please wash your hands, wash your butt. Give people out there some love uh, and spread love where you can. It is the Bracago way. So, much love to you all. We'll see you all soon. Bye, y'all. Clean your poultry with lemon and vinegar. Word. All right, y'all. Peace. Ha, <laughs>